Good morning and welcome again to Shepherd in the Pines Lutheran Church in Big Bear Lake, California. As you listen at home to the Word of God on this first Sunday in Advent, we begin with the singing of the opening hymn, Joy to the World, the Lord is Come. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give glory to the coming King. O come, let us worship Him. The Spirit and the Church cry out. All those who await His appearance pray, and the whole creation pleads, Come, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come, that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and be saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament lesson appointed for the first Sunday in Advent 
is taken from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and shall be lifted up above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it and many peoples shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations, and shall decide disputes for many peoples and they shall beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of God. We now sing the hymn of the day, Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding.
us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, today you encourage us again to prepare ourselves in the right spirit for the coming of the Messiah and walk in the light of the Lord and not in the darkness of our sins and unrighteousness, to be ready and prepared to meet him when he finally comes, as he has promised us, as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. The words for our meditation today is taken from the Old Testament lesson, Isaiah chapter 2, with special attention to verse 5. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. This is the word of God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our personal Savior and the Lord of our Christian life, Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. That is a wonderful statement on this Sunday morning as we once again begin to celebrate the Advent season, not only in our preparation for the second coming of Jesus, as he has promised us, but especially for his coming at Christmas as the baby Jesus, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Yes, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And yet if I were to ask you this morning, are we? Are we walking in the light of the Lord? Or are we perhaps walking in darkness, not preparing ourselves in the right spirit for the coming of the Messiah, and walking in the light of the Lord, but walking in the darkness of our sins and unrighteousness, and unprepared to meet him when he finally comes. Because that is precisely the problem the prophet Isaiah was having with the people of Judah in Jerusalem. They were not walking in the light of the Lord. On the contrary, they were walking in the darkness of their sins and unrighteousness. As a matter of fact, the prophet Isaiah spoke vigorously against the sins of Judah and Jerusalem, their rebellion against the Lord as a nation, just like the rebellion by the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, as they were finally destroyed by the Lord with fire because of their unwillingness to repent from their sins of wickedness and immorality. In the verses preceding our text, Chapter 1, verses 25 and 26, the prophet Isaiah warned them, saying, Zion will be redeemed with justice, her penitent ones with righteousness. But rebels and sinners will both be broken, and those who forsake the Lord will perish. In other words, unless the people of Jude and Jerusalem were willing to change their sinful ways, they would certainly perish and not receive the righteousness of God. The prophet Isaiah made it very clear to them, those who forsake the Lord will perish. We have several examples of that kind of behavior in the Old Testament. Those who did not walk in the light of the Lord, but instead chose to walk in the darkness of their sins and unrighteousness. 
And because of their sinful behavior and disobedience to the Lord, they were punished for it, sometimes severely. That is precisely what happened to Adam and Eve in the very beginning of time, as they were punished for their disobedience when they chose to eat of the forbidden fruit, even though God told them to stay away from it. And as a result of their disobedience, they were banished forever from the Garden of Eden. God told them, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat of it, you will surely die. That was also true of Cain, as he killed his own brother Abel out of jealousy and envy. God asked him, Where is your brother Abel? Cain replied, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? So God punished him, saying, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out from the ground. Now you are a curse. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. That was also true of Joseph's brothers as they sold him as a slave for twenty shekels of silver, out of jealousy and envy because he was treated with favoritism by their father Jacob. They said to one another, What will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites. So they sold him and then lied to their father Jacob that their brother Joseph was killed by a ferocious animal. The same was true of the people of Israel, as they complained and grumbled for forty years after God delivered them from the slavery and bondage of Egypt. They complained and grumbled, saying, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around with pots of meat, and we ate the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve to death. And the same holds true in the New Testament, especially with Jesus' own disciples, as they failed to acknowledge him as their Lord and Savior. Peter, when he denied Jesus three times, saying, I do not know him. Judas, when he betrayed Jesus for thirty pieces of silver and with a kiss, a sign of love and friendship. The one I kiss is the man, arrest him. And the rest of them, as they ran away, concerned only about themselves. They all deserted him. As Jesus was arrested, judged, condemned, and finally sentenced to suffer and die on the cross all alone, as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And that is also true of us today, as we allow ourselves to sin against the will and the law of God. We also get ourselves into trouble when we are not covered with the light of the Lord, but covered with the sin of darkness that leads to destruction we fall into the same kind of temptation of the people of Judah and Jerusalem, Sodom and Gomorrah, Adam and Eve, Cain and Joseph's brothers, 
as well as the people of Israel, when we allow our own ego, pride, and self-interest to get in the way of our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we choose not to walk in the light of the Lord, but to walk in the darkness of our own sins and unrighteousness. Every time we disobey one of the commandments of our Lord, we fall short of the glory of God and deserve only His wrath and punishment. And it is the prophet Isaiah encouraged Jude and Jerusalem to turn from their sins and unrighteousness. He also encourages us today to turn from our own sins and unrighteousness. The words of the prophet in our text for today, O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. That is precisely what the prophet encourages us to do in verse 3. Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. And yet, are we listening? Are we listening to the Lord? I hope so. I hope and pray that we are listening to the Lord as the prophet Isaiah also invites us to walk in the light of the Lord and as he teaches us his ways and to walk in his paths. The same invitation Jesus offers us today as we walk in the light of the Lord, his ways and his paths. The words of Jesus himself, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And again, the words of Jesus, I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. This is especially true during this Advent season, in our own preparation for the Messiah, the good news of the gospel, as we come to him in a spirit of repentance and contrition to receive from him not only the forgiveness of our sins, but the great promise of our salvation, which only Jesus can offer and provide for us who have faith and trust in him as our Savior. Now what about us? Are you and I walking in the light of the Lord? Or are we perhaps walking in darkness, not preparing ourselves in the right spirit for the coming of the Messiah, and walking in the light of the Lord, but walking in the darkness of our sins and unrighteousness, and unprepared to meet him when he finally comes? So may God the Father bless us and preserve us today through his Holy Spirit, as we walk in the light of the Lord during this Advent season and not in the darkness of our sins and unrighteousness. Yes, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord during this Advent season. May our prayer today be the words we sang in the hymn of the day. Hark, a thrilling voice is sounding. Christ is near, we hear it say. Cast away the works of darkness, all you children of the day. In Jesus' name, and for Jesus' sake, 
Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father Almighty, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us always as we prepare ourselves in the right spirit for the coming of the Messiah and walk in the light of the Lord and not in the darkness of our sins and unrighteousness. Amen. We now sing the next hymn, The Advent of Our King. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. On this first Sunday in Advent, we conclude with the singing of the closing hymn, Savior of the Nations Come. Amen. Savior.